Good evening. Hey, what's going on? I can't call it, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, man. All right, excellent. Welcome to episode number two of the I Have Much to Say About This segment of the NetSeas Rebooted Podcast. I'm your host, the entity Veritas, dripping sweat, been a threat, still a vet. You know what I'm talking about? Just leaving jujitsu, recording this podcast. That's dedication, ladies and gentlemen. Got a real special guest tonight. Real special guest. Y'all know him as Infinity the Relic, a.k.a. Finney. Finney, make some noise, man. What's good? Hey, man. Repping Kansas City, you know, Dallas, Texas, simultaneously. Got to do it. Put them on the map. Let's go. All right. Uh, you know, there's so many questions that we could get into. I want to, first <laughs> of all, f- first of all, you know, the whole idea about this podcast is to really prove to the world that we're not just some all 35, 40-year-old wiggers just, you know, writing insults to each other on well, message well, boards. Well, speak we actually for yourself have... on the on the numbers, man. I'm only 32, so don't don't <laughs> some you know. All right, now, young buck. Back in my day, we had we had dial up. You know. So, hey, I remember 28.8. What you mean? Yeah, before 56k. Yeah, man. Then your boy down the street got the 56k, and it was on <laughs> then. You know, you could see some of Jenny McCarty's titties you and know. stuff. Life was good. Life was good. So. Back to the point of the idea that we all got skills to give this world. I'm putting you on the spot right, right. here. I have no idea. I have no idea how to make a beat. <laughs> you do. You know? Regardless of what people might say about the raps, and we can get into that. Everybody pretty much in that unanimously says, that guy can make beats. You know? I'd like you to take five minutes. How could you simply teach someone? Consider that someone me. I have absolutely no idea. And I say, Finney, I want to make a beat. You only have five minutes. How would you explain it? I mean, first of all, you got to have rhythm. Uh, When I started making beats, pretty much like you would start out with the drum beat. And that can be from a boom, boom, bap to whatever you want, like southern style, trap style drums. You, you, You start essentially with the beat. And essentially from there, you can play like a bass line, any types of things that you want. But when people ask me, you know, hey, Finney, I want to start making beats. They usually want me to like give them the answer as far as like, you know, what programs to use. And a lot of people like Fruity Loops, you know, Fruity Loops might be for you. I'm a reason kind of guy, you know, Uh, everybody's got their different flavors. And when it comes to starting down in the essentials, all right, <laughs> to make a beat, you got to have a laptop, got to have some type of program. You know, you pick your choose. But when I'm sitting down and I'm making a beat, like, original, and that's the thing that that, that separates producers from beat makers, right? Because there's people who can make beats. But if you tell them to sit down and play a piano or, or you know, throw out something original, they got no idea. And not the pulling him out or anything, but my boy, uh oh, <laughs> that boy's tone deaf than a motherfucker when it comes to like playing a piano or any kind of instrument. And what's funny is he can fuck around on the guitar, but if I sit him down and like try to tell him to to make me an original beat, he's never been able to do it. So, you know, I've sat down with actual musicians several times you know with them having an instrument and me having my computer and i can get different types of things out of them so my suggestion for anybody who's trying to get into production and you know really you just got to grab 
a laptop and a program and your keyboard and mouse and YouTube. Uh, me personally, I was self-taught, you know, this is back before I was going to ask that I was going to, you know, before, uh, YouTube was as big as it is now. So basically what, what happened was my, my buddy gives us $3,000 his, his pops dies. He comes into some money. We get three K, right? We spend 15 on it. Uh, we spent a thousand on, on the microphone. And then the rest of the two, we got, you know, a couple of studio monitors, uh, all the egg crate foams that we could uh, think of. And we just padded up this room and we started recording. And it was funny because I have this $300 program called reason and I'm 19 and somebody goes, Hey, why don't you learn this real quick and uh, make us some beats. And then what we were going to do was, uh, and I remember back in those project rhyme days, we started making our first rough recordings, you know, uh, that's when I first started making my beats and it, it, it's definitely a stark transition from then till now. So if you ever want to hear, you know, why Finney feels like he's so much better now than he was when these month, you know, people <laughs> started criticizing you go back, man, you know, go back 10 years and listen to me then and tell me I ain't gotten better. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So let's go back 10 years. Let's go back uh, longer than that. If you'd like, you know, this is a chance for you to tell us who you are. Peel back some of the layers or don't add layers, whatever you want to do. Take a few minutes and just really let us get to know you. First of all, I was raised Mormon. I got to throw that out there. I uh, went to church just about every Sunday for 17 years. My uh, parents were both born in Utah. Uh, my grandparents were all born in Utah. Uh, I, me and my two little sisters were not. Uh, my oldest three brothers. So my oldest brother is named Phil. My second oldest brother is named Trevin. He actually uh, went on B-Boys and uh, Project Rhyme and uh, was like having an account and me and him actually had a couple battles and stuff uh, online. It was pretty funny. I, I battled my brother. Uh, <laughs> he killed me though. Uh, moving on, moving on. So <laughs> My brother Kai, he's just like, you know, the brother above me. Uh, then it goes me and my two little sisters. And they were born in Illinois and Idaho. Me and my two sisters were born in Texas. But we all kind of were raised in Texas. So kind of have that Dallas mentality, you know, Dallas Cowboys, kind of always rooting for Dallas. Uh, myself, I'm a Mavericks fan. So, you know, got to represent Texas in in the essence of that's where you from, you know, that's where you came from. So, you know, when I, when we moved out here, uh, when I was like 10, I went to school in these, uh, nice, you know, suburban communities. And we were, we were the type of people, you know, my dad's making a hundred thousand dollars a year and we're living in a $200,000 house. So, you know, my mom's driving a 94 club wagon to school every day with six kids and all my friends, you know, on their 16th birthdays, they got 3000 GTs and Nissans and all this type of stuff. And, you know, we're, we're, we're eating off welfare, uh, from the church. <laughs> my, right. my parents were not the best, uh, money management people. So I, I guess a lot of my life struggles have been, you know, definitely from people, you know, 
essentially my parents did not give me the toolkit that I would need to really be successful. You know, they weren't uh, with six kids. It was hard for them to push each, each individual kid, you know, and try to focus on them. And like, you know, with me specifically going through school, you know, they always recognized I was a smart kid, but I never really knew how to apply myself. And I had that same stigma roll through all of my 20s, you know, my, my late teens, my early 20s and into my early 30s. Everybody said, you know, this guy's got potential, but he just doesn't know how to put it all together. So, you know, it's crazy looking back at my 20s and, you know, thinking how much better and quality of life could I have had if I would have found this medication that I'm on now uh, a little sooner, you know, the, uh, the last two months of my life, I mean, we talked about it on the phone. Uh, It's really been a profound experience for me, you know, after recording that record, uh, it was almost immediately, you know, a couple weeks after that, that's when I was able to get into the free care clinic and they hooked me up, man. They're taking care of me. I got a, a appointment next month to go see them and uh, making sure, you know, I'm just keeping my head level. Uh, my mm-hmm. counselor doubled up on my counseling. Uh, she's been, she's yes. been with me for the longest. There were times when this woman, she's so amazing. Uh <laughs> She went from $60 a visit with no insurance, which is pretty affordable, right? You know, there's not a counselor out there that's going to really be running that $60 tab. She knew I was, you know, coming in kind of low anyways. Then she tells me I can only pay her $20. And then after a while, she just started keeping a tab, you know. But the problem with that was is I was running in for three years straight with my heart bleeding you know, thinking this was helping. Yeah, it was great for me to be able to gush on somebody we didn't really ever have any real practical counseling going on. So um, it's actually to a turning point right now where, you know, she tells me next time I come see her, which I've got an appointment later on this week, I'm, I'm actually going to have some homework. I got some, some worksheets I got to do, yeah. you know, get some real juices going on healing you know, and yes. getting better. And, yeah. you know, I, I thought one of the, the great anecdotes and i'm sure you're waiting on you know the whole dial thing i'm going to come back to this later but you know he said that uh you know he was waiting for me to have this moment of clarity and honestly what's crazy about that is like i feel like i'm a recovering alcoholic i feel like i do have this moment of clarity i've been calling out people and like reaching out to them and try to build these uh bridges back but the one thing that's crazy to me and what happened yesterday was I was just sitting at home. I was just sitting at home and I wasn't doing anything. And I took my ass into work, you know, uh, that's probably the biggest change for me is having that drive and having that, you know, desire to, to push oneself further. I didn't have that. You know, the, the only thing that I had pretty much going through all of my teens and all of my 20s was this rap shit. That's what that was my goal to. That, that was my 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 own outlet. I used it as an outlet. I can see that it was a hobby and like uh, 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 more than just what I wanted it to be a profession. It was definitely my catharsis. But to the point that I'm trying to make right now. <laughs> I don't know if I go on tangents. 
crux of everything was the music for so long. Now I'm starting to realize that, you know, when I'm walking down the street, the sun raises are, are actually hitting me. And there's times when I can appreciate the moment. I don't necessarily always have to break down and like, you know, work all this shit out. Just getting out in the sun feels better these days. Yes. Add that to people. How do you, you know, uh, 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 the, the way the way I like to say it is that peace is addictive. You know? And whether whether it's peace for a whole year, which is probably impossible, mm-hmm. but peace for an hour, followed by another hour of peace, all of a sudden you start getting some momentum of peace and that helps your thoughts. order. You know? And when you, your thoughts order, you're less swayed by your emotional dysregulation. Your emotions start to regulate. Now you say to yourself, wait a minute. I'm starting to view things differently. I'm starting to view, I'm starting to view things more proactively. What can I contribute to my life rather than me just sit back and let the winds of fate blow me around? <laughs> so peace, peace is, is the crux of things. And I try to get people to really anchor down on that. Have peace. Strive for peace. Become addicted to peace. It'll make you, and you know, I don't mean to take over your time. No, you're sir. fine. <laughs> Striving for peace also makes you much more authentic and real in your dealings with other people. Because, see, here's the thing, Finn. Let's take you and I for mm-hmm. an example. You and I, we can talk. We've talked before. We could joke around. We might even call each other names. You know? But God forbid if, you know, let's just say there was a line. I'm not going to let you cross that line. And if you had a line, you wouldn't let me cross that line because we're not going to go there with each other. It's like once you once you are striving for peace, it leads to order. It leads to authenticity. And the more authentic you are with yourself, that rubs off on other people. And it's this dynamo effect. You know, you talked about when you were making beats. I'm sure you've been in the zone where you've made a beat and it's like the hours have just passed and it felt like a few Dude, minutes. Right. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's an eye opener when you start being creative. And what's crazy is that for so long, it was like this addiction, you know, it was like, that was my holy place, my sanctuary. And what's, what's crazy about it is, you know, you talk about, um, people trying to knock you off your pivot foot, essentially, you know, <laughs> uh, it used to be when somebody would derail my train of thought, let's say, uh, it would take me a long time to get that back and, uh, you know, keep it on a hip hop level, man. Uh, I rediscovered this mystical track a couple days ago, uh, bumping me against the wall. Do you remember that one? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Born and raised the new oh, yeah. oh man, I rediscovered that one recently. And uh the way he says, you know, if you ain't seen me, you ain't seen bouncing back. You know what I mean? And like it's kind of my my anthem right now. It's just like because I've been pushed, I've been thrown around for so long. It's like, you know, everybody told me to nut up Finney and like that's the thing, like for the longest time, and I talked to my therapist about this, the most insulting thing and like most like way to get my goat was to tell me to man up, to tell me to sack up and like do my job or or anything like that, because I felt like that was just a straight attack on my manhood, you know, and these days, like you can't tell me I'm not 
<laughs> so it's a completely different feeling. Like I, I, I see where everybody was coming from, but at the same time, like, you know, now having seen both sides of it, it's like, it's got an even extra flavor to it because when somebody smacked me in the mouth back in the day, it's like, well, what, what is a 20 year delay on me smacking you back in the mouth how does that translate does it mean like when i come back and i'm getting back on y'all are really 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 gonna shut the fuck up or is it gonna be like okay well you know maybe you're here you know maybe you've arrived we'll, we'll, we'll deal with you a little bit but essentially you know where i'm at it, it, it's almost like you don't want it to feel like you're getting revenge on everybody because you feel like you know, that's going to be some sort of like hateful thing. And that's never who I was. I was never that kind of person. I was never that, that, that hmm. never had that much vitriol. <laughs> Good work. Okay, so I, I, I understand, you know, uh, you got to take the, 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 the bitter with the sweet, but if I've been drinking vinegar, vinegar for 30 years, you know, let me get some Gatorade in my system and, and uh, let's go. You know, it, it, yeah. essentially, and, you know, I need them electrolytes and I got some electrolytes now. Who's going to fuck with me uh, is kind of how I feel. So here's here's what I can say to that. Whether you arrive and people say, all right, you're here now. This is what we've wanted for you all along. Or you arrive and people say, nah, heck no. And they try to slap you down twice as hard. <laughs> Either way, that's a journey worth taking. But you know, and that's the thing is like everybody's saying that, you know, regardless whether I make some financial gains off of this, you know, I, I, I liked how you had a question for Dio the other night talking about, you know, having him define what's successful, you know, and sure. What do you think? Success for, is? For, for me personally, what I'm doing right now, like the fact that I'm 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 able to be putting two and two together for the first time in my life. That's fucking success to me. And like, I'm, I'm appreciating these nickels that I'm getting right now. You know what I'm saying? If, if I've been shortchanged my whole life, let me get a nickel one time now that I got two nickels. Okay, let's go. And, and that type of appreciation for stepping up, I, I really, I wouldn't trade in a day. Murph, I wouldn't trade in a day. I wouldn't trade in me losing my family. I wouldn't trade any of that shit back. The way that I feel right now, I appreciate it so much. And it's crazy to me. And it almost makes me be, hmm. you know, I can't wait for the next day for my son to see me. You know, I had a I had a a, a, a thought the other day, you know, I mean, when when me and my ex were still having these issues, uh, making it down, all this type of stuff with the vehicle and all that type of stuff. You know, I, I was saddened because it I didn't think that my son could see me do better as much as like I've been doing better. You know, he's not around. I'm not around for him to see me doing better. And it was hurting me, you know, but that was the thing was I stuffed it down like two minutes later after that. That's how I know the medicine's working. That's how I know that things is different these days. It's, it's like, you know, <clears throat> I didn't get to see him this weekend because I had to work, but you know what? Daddy's got to work sometimes. And like, I'm cool with that this, these days. And like, it's not necessarily that I'm worried about the time that I'm missing, but if I'm missing time with my son, I better damn sure be working. Well said. Now you said something and I want to use this as a segue because what you said bears repeating and I'm going to, I'm going to take what you said <laughs> and I'm going to put it in my own language. Okay. You basically said 
that you've appreciated the struggle. I have found from my experience personally and professionally dealing with people, clients, if you can get someone to truly embrace gratitude, <laughs> I mean, I mean, truly appreciate and embrace gratitude, life, the good, the bad, the tragic, the helpless, the all these things. It produces a myriad of positive psychological benefits. Having someone truly appreciate and be grateful for life, all of it, it helps. What it starts doing is, is it starts making someone sit back and say, you know what? I'm a survivor. I'm not a victim. And I think, you know, me personally, if I may, that was always my issue with your character, at least how it was, is that I felt like you weren't taking accountability. Now, that's not me saying man up. That's not me saying nut up because man up and nut up, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different you people. Know. Always I was looking for, me. for you. <laughs> it was do the one thing you weren't doing. You know, like the one thing you didn't know how to do. That's what it always meant to me. That's why it hurt so much. Okay, now here's the thing, though. When you become grateful for life, all of it, good, bad, tragic, in the middle, it changes the mind. It's that metanoia. You know, it's where you start anchoring. It's where your character starts growing. It's where you start becoming more generative in life. That's why things are starting. One of the reasons why things are starting to fall in place for you now. You're no longer having to define yourself by, oh, bad shit happens to me. I'm finished. Right. Now it's like, look at what all this, look at, look at everything I've been through. And I'm, and I'm making progress. Same token, that it's leads it's to not people. like you forget, though, you know, and it's not like. You know, you can sit there and you can say, well, you know, everything was my fault because there are a lot of things that I still felt were out of my control. It was not Certainly. it was not my fault that she ran out on me. But at the same time, there are probably some things I could have done to, like, probably you go. be a okay. better individual to make her not make that choice. And, you know, that's my shit. Hey, look, and that's my shit. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to throw my shit all over the Internet. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, Everybody no, knows no. that. No, what you. What you just did, what you just did, that's progress, brother. That's progress. At the same time, though, that's that progress. bitch is a cheating ass hoe, and that's not gonna change. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I uh, what 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 is funny about that? If you want to go back, I mean, everybody was telling me when I first started messing with the chick, I was posting the pictures of her and stuff. They was telling me not to fuck with her. They they told me that I was gonna fall in love and I was gonna get this fucking goddamn uh, uh, Chris and remember that shit that I was gonna have this exact same situation happen to me. The the situation that I'm in, uh, I didn't hear it back then. You know, that's that is, uh, uh impenetrable evidence you know what i'm saying like locked well and loaded uh right there finney's a fucking idiot for messing with this girl but at the same time bro, finney, the same finney, time, finney was finney was an but idiot. It, finney is, is what is no this longer shit dude i still love the girl i was telling my son the other day like we was hanging out with with my kid and he's like dad how do you love and hate somebody at the same time i'm like i don't know ask your mother <laughs> Now, do you would you say that you love her 
or you love the idea of no, her. Man, you know? That's like, my like, baby. That's my my son's mother. I'm going to love her regardless. Do I love her in an affectionate way, in the sense that I want to be with her? Hell no. But I love her. But you don't want anything bad. No, I don't want bad anything to happen to her. And I I, I told her probably one of the worst things about this whole thing is I miss I, I miss my best friend. The fact that we used to hang out. You know what I mean? Like you just spend time with somebody. And you can't do that no more. That shit's shitty. Regardless of you want to like actually be in a relationship with me, you know, like you just hang out with your ex, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Well it's said. just, well said. you know, people put too many stipulations on what a relationship is and what it's supposed to be. I was in a common law of marriage. I mean, that's extent, essentially what we had. And it turned around and fucked me in the ass. If I would have had any sort of legal fucking uh, rights in that situation, I wouldn't be in the situation. I mean, if I would have married her and we got divorced, things probably could have been completely different. But that was me not being on my shit. And I'll own it, man. Like, in in. <laughs> People want to talk about me not uh, being accountable. You said that shit to you, you know, me before. My persona and what people perceive me on online is not the same thing as what happens every day. I've had a job consecutively, you know, for for over twelve years. I've been working at this pizza joint. Everybody knows Finney works in pizza. What they don't know is that I've literally quit that job at least five, six times. But <laughs> the reason why they keep taking me back is my boss tells me that when I'm there, when I'm actually at work and something goes wrong and they know it was me, I walk up to them and I say, hey, that's my bet. I'll try to do better next time. I don't never throw anybody else on the bus in, under the bus in the sense of, well, this person did this and that person did that. And that's what like 90 percent of people do. It's well. Yeah. Yeah. Finney. You know what I mean? And like, this is always how I've been. It's just always been like, you know, uh, uh, sorry, sir. I will see you tomorrow, sir. And try to do better tomorrow, sir. You know, and every time that I've left that job, it's because people, uh, I felt like weren't appreciating, you know, my, my personality. A lot of those people still to this day can't stand me because they've been working at the same joint for however long I wasn't there, you know? And it's crazy. I got to deal with people like that all the time. I literally, I literally live with my present every day of the week, six days a week. When I go to work, I have to deal with people who have known me for like 10 years and see me been fucking off. And I do that shit every day. That I've had a year and a half at that same job, holding my own job for a year and a half. And that's, that is progress and that needs to be recognized. And that's good, man. Uh, let me ask you this. I know I want to, of course, we're going to get into the diode thing, but before that, let's, let's perhaps lighten or perhaps get more serious, depending on how you choose to take it. <laughs> you, you released your album and I have, I have a comment on that, but I'm going to, I'm going to leave it. I'm in okay. Well, well, okay. Have you ever heard of, active imagination no it's it's a therapy technique all right so it was big with young I'm, I'm a big fan of young and he said what you do is is you basically journal where you are talking to a part of yourself and you just kind of automatic write 
So when I wrote my book, I would active imaginate with the architect. Okay. I called I called the part I called the part of me that was the storyteller, the architect. And I imagined him as like the old white guy with the with the monocle and like the safari hat and he had the white handlebar mustache, <laughs> you know, looking like the guy from Monopoly and he was out there in his in his Steve Irwin uniform and he was out in the desert and we I would meet him there and I would say, "All right, have you found anything to the story?" Cuz to me, uh, writing a story is like you found fossils. That's how Stephen King talks about it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, the story's already there. Right. So the same thing for your album. All right, so check this out. Active imagination is where you do this. It's where you get in touch with a part of yourself through journaling. It's where you give a part of yourself a voice. And it sounds corny at first, Finn, hmm. but it works. It works. I have something I really got into was talking to my shadow the shadow being all the repressed and negative and evil and horrible parts of myself that I try to push down, you know, me being a good Christian guy. Okay. Right. But there's still, there's still stuff below the surface. So I talked with him and uh, he, you know, my shadow and I, we came to an agreement that he would chill out, but he was there if I needed him. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes, sometimes you got to get to that, to that, to that point. Unfortunately, I said all that to say that there is a lot of your album and yes, I've listened to it. There is a lot of your album that sounds like it was active imagination. And I was going to ask you if your therapist asked you to write it, it because it, it, it felt like you were addressing the hurt. It felt like you were talking to the hurt that you felt. It felt like you were talking to life almost like that, that part of you that was hurt, was victimized, that was put down, beat down. It was as if, you were journaling to him just in the form of a rap over beats. Now, perhaps I'm overanalyzing that. I've been guilty of this before. Uh, I don't know how that statement finds you. I hope I haven't offended you because I'm really not trying. No, to. I, I actually, uh, if I was going to lose this connection or not, <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear all you. All right, yeah. all right. So, yes, there were definitely times in that album when I was – essentially writing to myself, you know, but a lot of that was writing towards the website. <laughs> I mean, like a good 80% of that was dedicated to NetSeas and the, the fact that Bag still hasn't listened to that record kind of solidifies uh, that, that, you know, why I feel that that was such an underrated record because, you know, the fact that they wouldn't even listen to it, uh, or certain members just refused and let me know that they refused to listen just kind of reinforces what I've been feeling, mm -hmm. you know? So, so, okay. So then that, that's the segue right there. Finney does Dallas. Okay. Uh, the consensus, the consensus of what I've gathered is people say the rhymes, the topics, eh, the beats are dope. How do you respond to that? What What do you say to that? Honestly, if that's what they told me to my face and like that, that was like generally what the whole consensus is, then, yeah, I would feel that that would be a OK turnaround. You know what I mean? Like that that's a good turnout. But a lot of times they don't just say that <laughs> they'll say, oh, you ass, da, 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 da. you know what I mean? And like, you know, it, it, it's that's what it is. So, you know, I mean, the, the, the record essentially, you know, it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be bigger. And like, 
I, I was watching that um, Netflix documentary. I think it was called Rapture or something like that, where it was uh, the first episode was Logic. And like he, he just got so emotional, like looking back on his success and, and him doing better. You know what I mean? And it was just like yeah. one of those moments like he just like wow it just hit him and like i want that you know what i'm saying i want to like look back and just be feeling you know this whole gratitude of like the process and like making it you know what i mean sure. and, like being there sure. on the other side and it was crazy sure. to look at and watch somebody do that on tv so sure. you know that's what motivated me to put it you know motivated me to put it out right then and there because that's what i did i put it out on 420 and then the funny thing was was everybody hated on it on the website and i just didn't even plug it to my friends <laughs> and the people that yeah. i that i did get down and like listen to it and stuff they're telling me it's dope like when i broke down and was like hey you should check me out they're like my, my real friends would come up to me and be like damn dude you know son of a bitch that's a banger you know what i'm saying and i'm like yeah man i thought that shit was tight too man but you know like <clears throat> if i can't basically it's like this if i can't disprove or change the opinions of the people on the website then how am i ever going to make it big and that's how i've always come at Mm. it's it's Mm. like why do people think that i'm always trying to change people's minds and keep coming back because that's my testament if like these guys are just going to hate on me forever (laughs) if i can do one song i mean one song damn one track that you like just everybody's like that shit's fire not like mediocre. I want that shit to be a banger. All right. If if I may, and you take this with a grain of salt, brother. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, the principal stood up in front of the whole school, you know, all the high school. We had one of those cafeteria auditorium type things, you know? Yeah. And I'll spare you the anecdote of how this happened. Just trust me that it did. He got up there and he made me stand up. And he said, James Murphy, you will never amount to anything in this life. And I washed my hands of you. Get out. Now, that stuck with me. Why am I bringing this up? Because for so long, I carried that chip on my shoulder, Finn. You know? That chip on my shoulder. That son of a bitch. <laughs> you know? He just, he just signed a death warrant on my soul. You know? And I had two choices. I could prove him wrong. I could prove him right. So... I actually dedicated the book I wrote to him. Huh. Now, now, here's what I've come to realize, though. <laughs> That's still ego. You know, it's still a trap because here's the deal, man. I have spent the last 15, 20 years, however long it's been now. I've lost track since I, however old I am. 18 years. I've spent the last 18 years, you know, or when I wrote the book, I spent the last however many years trying to prove to this guy that he was wrong. All right. Now, it motivated me. Yes, it had its purpose. But you know what? When I typed the end and I, you know, and put a question mark behind the end and I just started crying, (laughs) I realized that screw that dude. You know, it don't mean it don't mean nothing what he said. I got one for you. I proved him wrong. I got one. And so, what, what, what I'm, I said all that to say, Finn, that really, what the people's opinions on the board have about your music to you don't matter if no it doesn't man it really doesn't and once you lock that in you're going to take it to a whole nother level man and that's what i wanted to tell you i'm not trying to monopolize your time i'm trying to go back to the i'm trying to go back to the active imagination here all right if this last album 
was to the board and to your old self and to pain you know? and, and et cetera. Okay. Diode also said something about he doesn't know if we're going to see the phoenix rising from the ashes in this redemption arc. Those were his words. Yeah, I remember that right? one too. I would, <laughs> right, okay. I would, I would encourage you. I would strongly encourage you. I would say that it would be therapeutically beneficial for when you start writing your next album that you turn it into active imagination where you are talking to your future successful self, whatever success means. Okay. Just lock that in. And and with that, we got to get, we're starting to run long on time. I got, they, you know, I, got I, just, I get you. into the, I got one more for sure. you and I'll let you go. So, uh, really I've been trying to figure out how to come at this next record. And, uh, uh, it, it's still in the basics, man. I don't know what I'm going to call it, but, uh, I, you know, one of the first few tracks that I've, I'm going to use, uh, probably one of my favorite verses I've ever written. I'd like to give it to you acapella if that's all right. Please. So <clears throat> little preview of uh, Finney album two <sighs> goes like this. I'm tired of being genuine while most of these dudes is counterfeit. I do this by my lonely, even still you looking down on me. That's why I try to lift them up, hoping they can finally see the benefit of tolerance. But y'all done went and ripped the scene and never be the same again. These stitches stretching kind of thin. You wonder why we fall apart to try to put it back again. Round and round without an end. Don't know how y'all buy that shit. But prejudice is prejudice no matter how you're slicing it. The reasons we divided might be steep, but we can climb them. You reach the other side and teach the person right behind you. Leaders sit in silence while the children need a guidance. Tomorrow they be asking just how this could ever happen. I wish my son could understand through everything I ever did. It might not mean much, but I loved him every second there. If the future will permit, I promise I'm going to cherish every minute that I'm with him, wishing it was never ending. Yeah, I feel that. It's good. So, you know what I mean? Like, say what you want about that last record. I can't wait to see what I got next. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well, uh, now now we'll we'll wrap it up with, you know, you heard what Diode had to say. I, I do appreciate you listening to that, and I, and I hope he does as well. Let's do it. I'd like – yeah, okay. So, um, we'll get into the last segment of this, and for everyone listening – Thank you for your attention. Uh, I've been really impressed with how Finney's come off here. This, this, it was a crapshoot, and he's, Yo, as they say, the where I'm shit. from, showed up and showed up. <laughs> if you skip the so, whole shit, you could definitely, you know, play this shit right here because there's about to be so, some shit going on. All right, so Finn, <laughs> um, I'll tell you, like I told Diode, that there's been a long-running beef, and we heard Diode's side. I'd like to hear yours. So. First off, I just want to say that I really, really, really tried to understand and listen to what he said and like try to understand his, his side of you. You know, I was I was listening to that twice and I tried to be extremely empathetic. However, <laughs> I did not feel any sort of uh, uh, reciprocated sentiment in that respect. Uh, uh, that motherfucker is so dismissive in 
in even the point of like trying to break shit down and explain it to me like I was going to understand it. He sits there and he talks about how, you know, I wasn't ever going to make it and I'm never going to make it. And I should appreciate the fact that he's not going to either. Well, I'm sorry to say, but, you know, my family left. OK, I don't have these same situations that Diode is in. And then and then I know that he was talking about how a lot of shit's my fault and a lot of shit's not. We've already discussed that. What I what I have a problem with with this dude is the fact that he he's essentially Dwight with a little bit more character. You know what I mean? Like Dwight from The Office. The guy comes off as like this just this know-it-all type person. And it's like maybe, you know, uh, having a little bit of muscles and having a wife cool them out. You know what I mean? Maybe Dwight with muscles would be like a, a way cooler person to hang out with. But Dwight, to me is like comedy you know what i mean and like i see this guy and he's like walking around like this big ass bully and to me a bully is a bully is a bully like there's no way that you can slice it up like any type of different and like that's what i was talking about in the verse it's like you know you can be prejudiced without having to base it on racism religion or spirituality or anything you know you could be prejudiced by just having preconceived notions about somebody and and me being prejudiced right now against diode i will sit here and admit it and uh, be accountable for it you know what i mean like i will hold on to that shit and say that's me that's fine i got a problem with diode he don't got a problem with me i got a problem with the motherfucker because when it comes down to it, right, the only thing I ever wanted on that website was to, like, hang out and be one of the gang. If you really want to think about it and, like, boil it down to, like, you know, the most necessary need Finney could have ever had, yes, it was acceptance. And the fact that I've never gotten it and the ringleader, the choreogra uh, choreographer, the, the, the person behind the scenes essentially telling every me, everybody to hate me and he hates me and so everybody else is going to hate me. It was like that on Project Rhyme. It was like that on Netflix, uh, on, on Netsies. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a trickle down effect. And the fact that, you know, I've talked to this dude multiple times about, you know, hey, why don't we do something kind of fun about like, you know, the music shit and we'll host the, you know, music from the site that people make from the site and we'll host it on the website and we'll like do these projects about like building up the community and, and, and the fact that he would just totally dismiss me on any type of like level, like competency you were talking about, you know what I mean? The fact that he doesn't believe or have any sort of faith that I actually have any skill or anything to offer the world, period. Like if you go back and you listen to that, it is 100% obvious that this person has zero zero and i mean zero confidence in me and that's the type of thing that really insults me and really gets me going you know uh, uh i'm sorry that that he feels like he can you know be in his situation and have any concept of what i've got going on but the fact that i know and i've seen from situations and people that are around me that when you have a little bit extra cash, things probably tend to go your way a little bit more often than people who've been broke for the past 20 years. I'm sorry, I've been broke for 20 years. How am I not supposed to have some sort of resentment? How am I not supposed to have some sort of chip on my shoulder and, you know, let's get busy and let's get this money type attitude? That's what I'm trying to do now. Now, <laughs> I did say, and you remember me saying that, I said, if you said that 
basically screw Dio because he's successful and I'm not, that I would have to say, nah, that's that's not a good way to play. That's not what I'm I don't, saying. I don't, that's not I, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's what I was gonna say. That 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 you did not say that. So guys, for the record, he did not say that. <laughs> it might have it might have almost did it might have almost sound like I, he did, I, but he I did not. I had to skirt around it, but you know, it it, it it's inevitable, right? You know, uh, uh when you when you talk about you know society and, and, and it basically comes down to the haves and the have nots i mean that's just life you know what i mean and and it doesn't have to be anybody in particular people with the have nots you know what i'm saying we want more uh, it, it's hard for us to deny that you know that need i mean i can be perfectly content in a certain amount but you know me having a full belly and a pack of smokes and a little bag of weed, that's pretty much what I got. You know what I'm saying? And and if I can be happy with that for a couple of nights, I'm good. But it doesn't mean that in three nights I'm not going to want something more when I'm running out, you know? It, it, mm-hmm. it, my, my thing is, and if I could leave this on any sort of note, you know, if anybody's been listening, the, the message that I want to put out is I'm just a guy, man. And if I feel like I've been picked on or, you know what I'm saying, uh, seen as the outlier, you know, the evidence stacks up. I mean, I, I tried, I tried <laughs> several years to, to try to see people's perspectives, you know what I mean, and appreciate what they got to say about me and, and listen and really try to take that feedback. And that was the whole record. That was the whole record. Everything that they were saying about me, it's in the record. It's in it. Like, <laughs> I don't even know, like, what else to say, man, for real. Yeah, this has been, this has been great. I'd, I'd like one last thing. If I could get Diode's agreement, if we could work out the time, would you be willing to talk with him? Yeah, I'd be with you, me, and him. Like, like I, we can, uh, I, I'm actually mad that I missed that last week. Uh, I was working and shit, and you don't need no explanations. But I should have got sure. back. To you. I should. Sure. We should have been able to do this last week, honestly. All right. Well, we've we had Diode tentatively last week saying he'd be cool with it. We got Finney this week saying he'd be cool with it. Let's make some history. Let's see if we can if we can get some things out in the open and see if we can have some positive growth from this <laughs> finney it's been it's been a real pleasure man you got my number i got yours uh ladies and gentlemen of the boards and of the world i hope that you've enjoyed this i think there's a lot of things we can take away from this a lot we can unpack a lot we can analyze and hopefully 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 uh maybe finney has gotten himself over with this last, That's, last disclaimer you know i'm sorry i'm kind of run off at the mouth I'm, 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 I'm i apologize that you know i get kind of scatterbrained it's just me uh this is who i am you know uh that it it, it it ain't no faking the funk around here you know what i mean this is 100 percent sure. as real as it gets i mean uh dude out here just trying to eat a meal 100 percent. yeah uh finn i've really enjoyed this man thanks for coming out and Let's let's do it again. Hey, I'll hey, be in Murph, touch, I'm just Thank hoping you. I did you solid, yep. man. <laughs> man, hey, hey, you you did, man. You did. Uh, you stepped up to the plate and you 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 hit the ball, man. That's all we ask. Thank you so much, bro. All right, man. Uh, hit me with the link as soon as you got it. All right, you got all it. Right, bye bye.